Good evening, listeners. Today is Tuesday, March 21st, 2023, and the time is now 8.17 p.m. How is everybody on this Tuesday evening? Without further ado, before I forget, I'd like to give a big shout out to Anchor FM, now on Spotify. Anchor Spotify. It's a great way to start your own podcast. Very simple. All you need is a laptop, computer, PC, or a smartphone, and just get started. The sound quality is unbelievable. Or, you know, if you don't want to make your own podcast, check out the many pod. Just a thought. Spotify, man. I'm really turned on by Spotify. Now, I've been checking a lot of like good music artists, a lot of good podcasts, too. Just keep it in mind, folks. Anyway, um, I apologize. I want to be scrambling through some uh, random. First of all, you'd be proud of me, folks. Uh, I reversed it. You know, I was drinking a little earlier. I had some vodka, but I, I stopped myself and I could. I could still go to the liquor store. They close at nine o'clock, but I'm not going to do it. I'm drinking coffee. So, excuse me. There's going to be some frequent coffee sips. Hold on. Yeah, folks, you know what? Because I've done the, you know, being drunk is not conducive to productivity. I've done open mics on stage getting drunk and I'm no good. And you know what? That's why I don't make episodes when I'm drunk. Now, ideally, the best thing is to do is clean and sober. But with weed, a person is more functional, at least just with the weed. So I meet myself halfway with that, folks. But anyway, uh, I'm just getting through my notes here. You know, uh, blast them out with Charlie Parker. Uh, Keep, all right, I don't know what the other part means. What does that mean, blast them out with Charlie Parker? I know, random thought. It meant is uh, where I'm currently living sometimes late at night. There's a lot of yelling outside, right outside, you know, my door. And, um, you know, it, it's kind of rude. And I, I, I had this thought one night I was just going to blast them out with Charlie Parker. I was going to put on Charlie Parker on YouTube and play it real loud. And just bla- drown them out with jazz. That's what I meant by that. Here's another random thought for you. Don't mess with me. I'll go dead presidents on you too now what does that mean it's actually more of a suicide mission you think it's threatening but it's really it's it's a detriment to myself what it means there's a scene in the movie dead presidents where the main character anthony played by lorenz tate is coming up the stairs and he's got a green army jacket and a blue knit cap just to paint the picture you know he came back from vietnam he's got sideburns now and shit you know badass mother effort and this pimp who was seeing his his wife or the mother, his baby's mama, when he was in Nam? This pimp is coming down the stairs from his apartment, you know. And the, the pimp was like, "Look, I'm not involved with your your wife now. You know, we had a little thing going when you were gone, but you're back. You're the man. And if you need anything, just holler. If you need food, you know, I'm here to help the family. And you know, Lawrence Tate Anthony says he doesn't give a crap. You know, he's seen everything in Vietnam. He says, stay." the F away from my family. And then this pimp takes a like, takes a gun or something, smacks him in the face and causes Anthony to fall down the stairs. And Anthony's at the bottom of the stairs and the, and the pimp comes up to him and sticks a silver barrel into his mouth or tries to stick it in his mouth to say, ah, oh, mother effer, yeah, don't ever bite the hand that feeds you. And Anthony's not even scared. He's, you want to shoot me, mother? Go ahead, shoot me. I ain't open my mouth. I'm not going to suck on the gun. He means I'm not going to suck on the gun. That's how badass he was. He wasn't scared. He came back from 
Vietnam. He's like, you want to shoot me? Go ahead. But I'm not going to open my mouth and let you stick the gun into my mouth. That's what I meant by I'll go dead presidents on you. All right. It's stupid. I don't know. I, I just wrote that. I don't remember when I wrote it. Dumb. Another person I compare myself to is the professional, Jean Reno. Or this is for Matilda. Anybody ever seen a movie called uh, The Professional, Jean Reno? Uh, Jean Reno and Natalie Portman. Portman uh, I forgot how they get involved, but Jean Reno is a, uh, is a hitman, a professional hitman named Leon living by himself uh, in an apartment. And somehow he ends up becoming a mentor or protecting this girl down the hallway played by Natalie Portman. Matilda and Gary Oldman plays the villain in this movie. And, and if you don't know Gary Oldman, I mean, he was a scary individual. I mean, I, I believe he played a sinister character also opposite Sean Penn in a prayer for the dying. And I'm sure there's been other movies that he was in. I mean that, but I think about, you know, that character Leon quite often because uh, I, I compare myself to him. I live alone, I'm very clean, very neat, very organized. But once in a while, I go a little dead Denzel Washington with the, the bottle in the room and playing the music and talking to myself. So that's why I lose the lack of uh, uh, the ability to be organized. All right, synopsis of Joe Schmo and his false Christianity. Another Joe Schmo. Poss possible synopsis of... Oh, boy. Do I want to get into this? What the hell? It's a possible synopsis of white men who marry women of other races, but after all, they're the biggest rednecks themselves. Thomas Jefferson Syndrome. Women of opposite races are only there for their personal pleasure. Wow. Heavy stuff. I don't know. You want to entertain it? Ah. I don't feel like getting into it. I just wanted to cross it off. See? Now I get rid of the weeds, guys. I can come back and use some real good material. That was the problem. These weeds were standing in my way. You know, I had to sift through the weeds in order to clear my mind for new material. So let's get the shit out of the way so I can come back to you with better episodes. How do you like them apples? All right. This is the last. Which page does this begin? Our, uh, let's bring radio back, folks. Radio is is real. Hey, I agree with that. Okay. W.E.B. Griffith. Bill Butterworth. Who was that? I, I don't believe Bill Butterworth is alive anymore, but he was a great author. If you haven't read his novels, W.E.B. Griffith wrote the Brotherhood of War series. Uh, I don't know. Those books were written probably in the late 1970s, early 1980s, if I'm, I can guess correctly. And the, the Brotherhood of War series is like an epilogue, a series of Marine Corps, Marines, in, I believe, you know, uh, the Pacific Theater in World War II. Uh, Bill Butterworth must have served time in the service because his in-depth knowledge of the, the core is much akin to, uh, was it James Patterson, was it, in his technical type novels, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he Was it James Patterson? A couple other authors, too. He had specific military knowledge, so he must have spent some time in the military. But I read one of the bad, uh, the, the Brotherhood of War 
not the, the first one. It's it's about a corporal killer McCoy, Kenneth McCoy. In the first novel, um, he earns a nickname, Killer McCoy. I think it's because he accidentally kills somebody in self-defense. And it just shows his rise to in rank in the Marine Corps, his rise in, you know, the the ranks. And, and then the other books in the series, I guess, talk about other Marine Corps characters. And I guess... McCoy comes back in other ones. I, I don't know. I only read the one novel. What I was more intrigued by was um, W.E.B. Griffith had another series called Badge of Honor. That's what I wanted to talk about. That's about the Philadelphia Police Department. And the folks in a, a gentleman named Matthew, Matthew, who rises up through the ranks of the Philadelphia Police Department. Get this, Matthew, like he doesn't have to be a cop. He wants to be a cop. Matthew comes like from Philadelphia, old money. He comes like from a family, you know, with political connections and money. And, you know, he doesn't have to be a cop. His family probably doesn't want to be a cop. He's supposed to be a lawyer or a CEO or a politician. But he has has a fantasy of being like a highway patrol cop in Philadelphia. Like he's like he goes right by the book this guy but he also lives somewhat of a hollywood life on the side too because he's got like a fancy shiny red convertible and i think he might live in a fancy apartment and he's got the pretty girl so he lives like a a hollywood type life but he's also a hero and he's a cop it's the badge of honor series so i just wanted to discuss that i don't know why uh because i'm weeding stuff out all right give me a break discuss explain that you would prefer to play what i don't even know what i wrote here so let's, uh, let's, oh, ah, nah, not worth it. Uh, doctors don't put people at ease. Not all of them, but we discussed that already. Cross it off. They lack bedside manner. Okay, we have more to say about them. Cross that off. They are scary drones in white coats. Okay, got it out of the way. Cross it. Now we don't have to say that again. I try to repeat things. Once in a while, it slips out, you know, folks. But, you know, it is. You hear the crinkling? Get rid of it. Okay, W.E.B. Griffith. Got to cross him out. Hold on. Hold on, folks. All right, William Cornitz. William, Bill Cornitz was a, um, another, it was an ex-cop, a retired cop. I, I'm guessing he had been a cop. And he wrote a lot of police novels, much like Joseph Wambau, who is also a police novelist. To Hold on, a cup of coffee. I had read at least a couple, maybe three of Bill Cornett's novels. They were great novels. I forgot the other ones, but one that I specifically remember, I remember reading this book. I believe I read this book in the winter of 1988, if I'm not mistaken. The name of the novel was called Suspects. And the main character in the book was uh, Detective Tony Scanlon. He was half Italian, half Irish. And unfortunately, uh, he was missing a leg. Yeah, he was an amputee due to an injury incurred on police business. His leg was shot off, yet he was able to continue to work in the police department in the same capacity, you know, I guess on his peg leg, if that's what you want to call it. And he, he smoked Denobili cigars, so I started smoking Denobili cigars just like him. And he also had difficulty in confidence with women. He didn't feel so good about himself 
you know, he didn't feel attractive with his missing leg. So to build his confidence, he was seeing a prostitute regularly. He had like a, a relationship with this prostitute. And in the novel, they would have the sessions or conversations that he had with his prostitute to build himself up, to build his confidence again. And he didn't have much in his life. You know, he was missing his leg. He didn't have a relationship. All he had was the job. Did he live for the job to be a good cop, to be detective, to bring bad people to justice? You know, that was his purpose in life. And I, I admire that. And I wanted to become a, I wanted to go into policing to be like that, just to have a purpose. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I just wanted to share that with you folks. Comedy written on March 16, 2023. So today is 21st. It's not too stale. It's about five days old material. Let's say it. Let's get it out of the way, and let's move on to new material. Let's clear the mind. Let's clear the mind. Open the mind for new material. Hopefully by making this mediocre episode today, hopefully I'll clear the mind for great future episodes. How do you like them, Apple? By the way, folks, I deleted two Facebook accounts today. How do you like them, Apples? Don't have time for the BS. Don't have to waste time being on a social media platform where idols are worshipped. Don't need to bang my head against the wall. Bye-bye. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Na, na, comedy. Is it my imagination? Or are public restrooms becoming strange places? Years ago, um, all you needed to worry about was some stranger whistling a song out loud in the men's room. Now folks have telephone conversations which which while on the crapper with their girlfriend, there must be a level of comfort in those relationships. I'd like to visit I'd like to visit a woman's room just so I could observe how women conduct themselves in their respectful facilities. I do find it strange that female cleaners openly wash work in the men's room while men piss at the urinals. How could they do that? I don't believe men are allowed to clean in ladies' rooms while women are completing bodily functions. Page completed. I used to have all the bad luck. My luck was so bad, and folks, I don't, you know, I don't even have a shoo-in to ask me how bad my luck was. You know, they can take the shoo-in and shove it up the you-know-what-f doing things together. Each person is an island unto themselves, or at least, next page over, at least it seems to be the way to go these days. But anyway, folks, my bad luck. Then I applied to get an apartment in the ghetto, but the ghetto didn't want me, so they denied my application. But now my luck is changing. I'm working at the airport and I'm living in a hotel. I'm really going places with my life. Next page, wrinkled up. I spent a lot of time alone now, having disagreements with myself, much the way a Siamese twin would. At my job, I observe couples and families traveling together all day, having disagreements amongst each other. And I realize that the only reason that these folks have a family is that they don't 
have to argue with themselves, which leads me to conclude that I might as well just stay by myself, much cheaper and much less stress. You know, worst case scenario, I just won't talk to myself for a week. Since when did it have to become fashionable? Since when did it not become fashionable to wear a mask? Suddenly, when I meet up with friends or family members, I am immediately ordered to remove my mask, my mask, lest I embarrass their royal hind asses. Do these individuals feel that crystallized by the by the mad corporate scientist concoction easily shoved into willing participants' lives so that they can get on with their lives, which involve the same stupid charade that got us into this quandary in the first place. But apparently, it's more fashionable to repeatedly inject an unknown serum into your flesh than just, you know, shield oneself from multiple airborne germs. If a vaccination came out for STDs, then suddenly condoms would no longer be fashionable. Thank you. What else? Folks, all kidding aside, be careful what type of underwear you put on in the morning. Why? Why should you put careful about it? Let's find the next page. Or whenever you get up for work, because you never know if you might be forced to stand in one place for hours with everyone and his brother staring at your bright red underwear briefs and your hairy thighs. This can all happen if you're robbed at gunpoint and everyone is held hostage and forced to drop their pants. Sounds absurd, folks, right? But it really did happen once at a diner several years ago. This was one situation in which an individual individual literally, literally could have died of embarrassment. But speaking of underwear, folks, let's talk about elasticity. Now, not underwear elasticity. Let's talk how Let's talk how elastic the cable systems that secure your jewels are. You know, if a male and your juicy fruits, you know, in the basket, your females, the little, your little fruits up in the basket up there in your chest area, you know, to be elastic means you can stretch a material and it will snap back to attention. Not so with breast ligaments and the male anatomy. These muscular structures are not elastic by nature. Hence, if a woman fails to wear a bra for years, she will sag, you know, much like um, the cover to National Geographic magazines. And if a male wears boxer shorts, well, then all hell breaks loose. That's when you see the old men in the shower, you know, and their freaking balls are dropping down to their kneecaps. No kidding, folks. Hold on. I'm looking for, like a bird looking for scraps of bread here because I think I might be all out of notes, all out of fuel, and that's not good. By the way, Archie Bunker coming out of me. I have a dumb name. 
when an Asian person squints their eyes. I don't know why, but I call it Korean fuel. I have no idea. Call me a racist. Hate me. I'm sorry. It doesn't necessarily mean Korean people. It could be Philip. Filipinos only have squinty eyes. They have almond eyes. Japanese, Chinese, Korean. Korean fuel when they squint their eyes. Hawaiians, Alaskans, uh, Eskimos, Filipinos, they have almond-shaped eyes. Thailand, uh, Cambodia, the verdict's out on that. It's not quite squinty, but they got the little Indian in them. too. They got the beige in them. There's so many different shades. You really cannot categorize one particular, you know, cu- country. You just you can categorize the region because the region often has similarities, but there's quite a lot of differences between individual countries and cultures because of the, the way they were colonized. Or I don't know. I'm rambling on about stupidity, nonsense. What else it's notes me to do, man? You know what, folks? We weeded stuff out. In 20 minutes and 54 seconds, we weeded it out. I'm a blank slate. I got nothing else to say. I get no no material. I'm just going to walk around and wax on, wax off like a sponge. Just absorb things. Absorb and, and then start writing. Any ideas will come. Might take two hours. Might take a day. Could take three days. I'll be back. I'll keep coming back. You know, I'll keep showing up. To the bird out there flying in the sky today, the white bird who might happen to hear me, good morning to you, good evening to you, whatever. To um, whatever the the air molecule out there in internet land that hears me, good evening to you. I'm just shouting out to, hello universe, hello universe, how are you today? Thank you for hearing me universe, I will continue to broadcast to you universe. It is now 21 minutes and 47 seconds, thank you again. Anchor, Spotify, and I am out at 8.39 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you.